Valentine's Day Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. You know, something in the age of cell phones, does a toll-free number matter? I don't know, but we got one, and it's 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. I don't even tell you about it. It's awesome. Get out there. If you haven't been out there, get out there. If you go into your Google bar, and, and I know we're, we're, we're working on a lot of things, but if you go into your Google bar, you know where it says the HTTP thing bar? And you type in 1360khnc.com. All like kind of like one word. 1360khnc.com. It'll take you out to the new website uh, that we've been building in Colorado. It's actually uh, available now. We'll have it. uh, It'll be on your Google searches probably sometime next week. But you can get out there. Ramon's going to post it to the Patriot Facebook page and our Twitter page and all that as well. Uh, just a uh, some program announcements. Phoenix is closed on Monday. If you want to hear, we're gonna so there will be no live show Monday here in Phoenix. We will have one in Colorado. So if you want to use that link and listen live to us uh, on Monday, you absolutely can. I I don't want to promise anything. But I imagine Monday we're going to be doing a really great deal. So you may want to tune into that. Uh, tomorrow, I will be off tomorrow. Uh, I, I have a, a – it came off here last minute where I'm, I'm actually going to do a little fun. I'm going to go and fly, hop on an airplane, fly out to see my buddies, uh, play, play a couple rounds of golf, and uh, consume alcoholic beverages uh, so Jason and Brian, who knows? I never know what they're going to do, but they'll do a show on Friday. Uh, Monday, Phoenix is closed. Uh, but if you use the link or 1360khnc.com and your little Google search bar thingamajigger, uh, you can find it and listen to us there as well. Uh, speaking of Valentine's, so my, my lady and I, we are uh, going to be doing one of those dinner comedy shows. I've I've never done one. I, I've I've been to, uh, I I've been to a couple of comedy shows, and and, and you know what? It's a mixed bag, right? You know, it, it it's it's entertaining, I guess. And some comics are really good. Others, eh, you know. Uh, but but we're gonna try one uh, up in City North, so, so we're gonna do that tonight. Normally, we really don't do a lot. You know what's so funny is, uh, Ramon and I were talking about Valentine's Day, and and. I have no type of scientific fact or survey or any data. This is just me and and my own idiotic thinking. All the people that go way, way overboard on Valentine's Day, my guess is that they have a much higher divorce rate. I'm just saying, I, you know, if you got to go way, if you think you need to go way over the top, then, you know, I don't know, maybe there's skeletons in the closet or, I, I, you know, that's just, you know, my, again, the way my mind works, right? If, you, if you're going way overboard, well, what are you hiding? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but anyway, this is 
This is what we're trying to do. You know, our kids are older now. You know, our older son's in college. Our younger son, he's 16. He drives. So you know what happens, right? We learn this with our older son. You barely see the kid, right? And now with the video games and, the, you know, he's in his room. He comes out for, you know, uh, food. Food and uh, give me money because I'm leaving. Right, you know, I mean, that's all you get. And so now, my wife and I, we, we're, we're, we're finding new things. As you know, what, what do we do now? You know, you, you, you spent most of your, you know, our married life raising these kids, and not that they're being done raised, but they're, you know, they're adults enough. You know, you don't have to shuttle them off to this practice and that practice and this sport and that sport and do this and this and that birthday. That, I mean. So yeah, so uh, now we got to find other stuff to talk about. It's kind of uh, kind of fun. We're trying to to uh, you know slowly, I guess, get into what it's going to be like that empty nester stage. Uh, and some of it's good. Sometimes uh, not so good. You know, well, sometimes we just stare at each other like, okay. And uh, and you know what? I'll say this. Maybe that's the sweet spot when you can just stare at each other, and it's okay. Right, and and so I think that's kind of where we're at. By the way, uh, I wanted to to point this out. You know the the sweethearts, the candy hearts. You know the ones like be mine and and uh, you're hot and stuff like. Not on the shelves this year. Uh, the company that produced them, Nesco, which by the way was the New England confectionery company. They started minting or minting them, making these little sweethearts in 1866, but it was only for special occasions. Like you had to order it from, like, hey, we're having a wedding or a graduation. They started selling them to the public in mass in 1902. They went bankrupt last year, and the company that bought them out said that you know what, we 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 just didn't have enough time to to make of this year and maybe not promising, but maybe possibly we'll make some next year. But yeah, I did not know that. Uh, my wife actually told me that last night. She said that they, they were known to be found. So I actually Googled it uh, here this morning. And apparently a couple of days ago, wall street journal wrote a big article about it. Say now, uh, yeah, you know, the hug me's no, apparently uh, the sweetheart business wasn't that sweet. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know what? What? What's amazing is there's eight of us going on this little trip, and the it had nothing to do with the timing of Valentine's. It was you know the pre- President's Day weekend. I think was really the motivation. Just happens to. To coincide with the old Valentine's Day. And I got to thinking, they're, they're, of the eight of us, only one of us is divorced. The other seven of us have all been married. I think I'm married the, the, the least. Or the, the least. Does that make even any sense? We're coming up. My wife and I will be married 20 years in May. And I saw, like, the other seven guys that I'm golfing with, they've all been married longer than me. And one of them, he just got divorced a couple years ago. But but uh, I believe, just so you understand where my logic comes, he tried hard. He was a try-harder on Valentine's Day. And so there, so I just, just a little color <laughs> to my previous statement, those of you trying too hard on Valentine's. Uh, but nonetheless, 
happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Uh, sorry about the candy heart thing. Another one of these catastrophes. We are starting to get a lot of economic data that we missed during the shutdown. Today, it was retail sales for December. And I know that things have been slowing, and we've talked about it. You know, I, I listen, when I tell you this is where we're headed, you, you know that I'm doing my homework and I'm researching it and doing all that. You get it doesn't always reflect, right, in what you hear on the idiot box. And if you, you want to believe the, the stock guys, let me tell you about the stock guys. Okay. And, and, and no offense. Okay? They're, they're, I'm sure they all love what they do. I love what I do. I do. I love it. Right? I, I, I love uh, owning this company. I, I love that we've been able to, uh, uh, you know, Save the radio station in Colorado. It's so important to so many people, and and I and I hope this message gets out. And, and listen, some of you may not like how I deliver it. Sorry, it's how I do it, right? And and uh, but I hope whether you like how I deliver it or not, that you're smart enough to get ready. So. I'll just give you the headline number, and, and I don't actually, I'll just say this. I don't want to believe it's as bad as the number was. That's how bad the number was. Uh, according to the government, the retail spending print for December came down, and now this was delayed again at, because of the shutdown. Came in much worse than expected. Matter of fact, uh, let me, I, and I, I apologize. There we go. The headline number, down 1.2%. The expectation, by the way, was for an increase of a tenth of a percent. And, and I, you know, you're thinking, hey, this was Christmas. Right? This was December. And then, of course, they break out different things. Oh, I'll take out autos. Hey, you took out autos. The number actually got worse. So, so this was a this was a a really big miss uh, because it take out gasoline. Right, the numbers were all the all the ways that they try to make it appear better still were bad. Then they have this thing, and we as we learn, right? Remember, why use actual data when you can make stuff up? I don't know, right? Hey, why deal with facts when we can just lie about it? So when it comes to GDP, they actually, why, I don't know. Again, I don't know. They don't actually take the number. I mean, that would make the most sense. They use what they call a control group. The control group number was supposed to be up four-tenths of a percent. So, you know, think about how they do it. So the headline number was supposed to be up a tenth of a percent, right? You know, the most people knew, right? Hey, November uh, was was a big month. Uh, I think uh, Thanksgiving was a little early this year, and a lot of people said, hey, the consumer, you know, they're going to run out of money here, and they did. 
right? But the plus one for the headline, but the control group, what they were going to use for GDP was much higher. I mean, that's a big difference. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but three-tenths is a lot. The control group number for December actually was actually worse than the headline, negative 1.7%. The biggest drop in retail sales since 2009. Again, I'm going to say that I don't want to believe that. I will say this. It's slow. Right? The Federal Reserve, remember, in the middle of December, came out with that press conference. And I told you, I said, they don't care about anybody. Right? They, they were sticking to everything's great, and we're going to keep hiking rates. And remember, right, Christmas Eve, the Dow was down to, what, 21,800 or something like that. This was why. See, they knew already. Now, why the central bank tried to hide it, I don't know. But nonetheless, right, miraculously, right after that, what did they do? Oh, no, we're done, we're done, and blah, blah, blah. Now you know why. By the way, the headline, the biggest drop, that was the biggest drop in the headline number since 09, right? You think about 09, we were in the throes of, of the financial crisis, right? Because technically the financial crisis technically started in 08. Of course, we all know different, right? That thing really started, what, at the end of 05 because the housing started to roll at the end of 05. The control group dropped. This one was kind of really interesting. The worst since 9-11. Yeah. So the worst drop in the control group uh, since 9-11. Obviously, numbers were horrible. Uh, Larry Kudlow, though, so immediately, you know, you got to understand how this works. Immediately, who do they put on TV? Larry Kudlow. Why? I don't know. Right, right. Well, I, I guess I do know. Technically, that's the, he's the advisor to the president about this stuff. And he said, hey, everybody knows there's glitches in the retail sales number. I didn't know that. And, and I wonder, you know, and again, you know, nobody ever, you know, on TV is going to ask him. Does that mean there's glitches when the number's good, too? I mean, is there just always glitches? Why don't we fix the glitches? I mean, what type of glitches are we talking about, Larry? I mean, the only glitch there was, was people, just, they ran out of money. Right? They, you know, and I've gone, I beat you up with the numbers. Credit card debt all-time high. Auto loan debt all-time high. Student loan debt all-time high. Only one debt isn't all-time high. Housing. Mortgage debt is not at all-time high. Why? Because guess what? The American dream ain't for you. This is what they've done. Uh, By the way, uh, Denver, the teacher strike is over. Uh, 7 and 11% pay increase. Get ready. If your city hasn't had your teacher strike, it's coming. And, And again, nobody's actually wrong in any of this. Right, you talk about uh, they wanting to raise the minimum wage and, and, and all this talk about, 
uh, $15 an hour and, and, and everybody all up and I'm, nobody's wrong. What, what, what's happened is the central bank has robbed us for decades. Period. End of discussion. This is what they do. And then they lie about it. I've said it for a long time now. All of these people striking for higher pay, you're striking at the wrong people. You need to strike at the central bank. Right? That's where we need to be focusing our attention because they're the reason why you can't afford to live in the communities you teach in. I remember, you know, teachers used to be middle class. I don't know. I don't think anybody would confuse a, a teacher with with middle class, maybe lower middle class, right? Uh, and 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 that's about it. Especially if you're you know you don't have two incomes together. You, you know, I, I know a lot of teachers. You know, thirty five, forty five grand. I mean, that's that's the pay. And you, get, you know, to get to that forty five, you got to be a teacher for a while. I want to shift gears a little bit. Here is something. Go back to 1971. Every single time this event has happened, we've either already started into a recession or it was the leading indicator that we were going into a recession every time. Not you know, not once in a while. Not most of the time. Every time. It has to do with the monthly budget statement that's produced by the Treasury Department. So every month they produce a statement. You know, kind of like. Uh, um, like a business would do. Hey, here's our financial statement for the month. And, of course, the quarter and the year. And what they say on these financial statements is, hey, here's how much money we collected. Here's how much money we spent. You know, pretty pretty simple stuff. And as we all know, most every month, there's a few exceptions, right, like April because, right? you know, people got to pay their taxes. Usually it's April and October. Those are usually the two months. Because if you file an extension, they're due in October. Uh, that they may not run a negative number. Every other month, though, it's negative. Right? We, in other words, hey, we keep putting out more than we keep getting in. Right? And, that, of course, that means deficit. But here was what was unique about the... December release from the Treasury Department. Obviously, yes, we had a deficit again. Uh, they they said that uh, the deficit was a little bit better in December this year than last year. Most of that because of, of how the calendar went. But they said that the total U.S. budget deficit was 40% greater than the prior year, and this is on the Treasury side of things, and that it's set to keep rising to $1.1 trillion now 
Uh, again, still not the, the big number, though. We're, we're getting there. But there was a more concerning number than that. And you're starting to think, like, you know, we're, we're, we're getting to the what? Okay, this is getting ridiculous now. But I already told you, listen, we're going to bust a trillion here. We busted a trillion several years ago. They just didn't tell us because they like to lie about that, right? They take the little number instead of the big number, and we'll talk about that in another show. When you look at the annual change, in other words, let's forget about the games, about the calendar, right? And the calendar having to do mostly with when do food check money, uh, food stamp money go out, when do Social Security payments go out, when do disability payments go out, when do we pay the military, stuff like that. That's the calendar stuff. The 12-month rolling calendar finds that at the end of December, Government receipts were $3.33 trillion. Okay, in other words, and receipts means that's what they collected in taxes. Okay, uh, personal, uh, business, right? You death tax, this tax, whatever, t- all taxes combined. I'm going to tell you why that number was so important when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin. Decorated soldier and military leader Lieutenant General Michael Flynn had been an outspoken supporter of candidate Donald Trump. But that is just unforgivable to liberals. Not only have they ensnared Flynn in the Mueller witch hunt for President Trump, they are now adding insults to injury. The former national security advisor to President Trump has been a hopeful trophy for Robert Mueller to justify his prosecutorial crusade. As a career veteran of the armed forces, Flynn lacked the resources to spend millions on attorneys to defend himself. This Kafkaesque nightmare was supposed to end December 18th at the sentencing before the federal district court judge in Washington, D.C. Flynn was expected to receive leniency. But instead, the hearing unraveled when Judge Emmett G. Sullivan asked if General Flynn's conduct, quote, rises to the level of treasonous activity, end quote. The unexpected question stung for the family of the man who has repeatedly risked his life defending our nation. Even one of Mueller's prosecutors then defended General Flynn by stating that the investigation never considered charging Flynn with treason. After a break, Judge Sullivan took back his question about treason and urged everyone not to read too much into his comments. But the emotional dismay at the injustice became too much at that point. Flynn's attorneys felt compelled to request postponement of the sentencing, and the court requested a status report by March 13th of this year. In the meantime, numerous secret filings in this case aren't helping anyone except Mueller's perpetual taxpayer-funded investigation of anyone he wants. Unsealing the records and removing his redactions would serve justice better. Judge Sullivan ordered Mueller to file a report of the fateful interview of General Flynn, which Mueller has long hidden. The special prosecutor finally agreed, but ultimately filed a heavily redacted report, continuing to conceal key information. On the proposed day of sentencing, Mueller submitted to the court yet another document under seal, which further withholds from the public what is really going on. All of this is contrary to our Constitution, which requires that criminal trials be conducted in open court and not be based on secret information. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. So we're talking about debt. Retail sales came in, disaster. Uh, again, I'm, I'm going to, you know, normally I'm all over it. I, I hope they aren't that bad. <laughs> I want Larry Kudlow to actually not be a liar for the first time since I've been following Larry Kudlow. That's all I'm saying. And if liar is too strong of a word, extreme exaggerator. And that there truly is some kind of a, a glitch or or whatever you'd like to call it in that number. Uh, but obviously, we know what that means. The GDP number uh, for the fourth quarter is going to be worse than what we expected. Now I'm worried about, obviously, what? The GDP number for this quarter, which uh, I believe, and I, I apologize because I'm going to be off, but... Uh, I believe tomorrow we're supposed to get, I think, maybe a fourth quarter number. So uh, if if we do, I'll talk about it next week. But we're talking a more, you know, and and we get that. Listen, we're used to big swings in data points. And what frustrates us is the seasonally adjusted and all the, the fakeness that gets added to it. For the Treasury Department, though, there is no gain, right? This is what came in. This is what we spent, right? Period. There's no seasonally adjusting of numbers. Every single time since 1971, since we left the gold standard, when receipts fall year over year, We either are headed into a recession or we're already in a recession. The Treasury's statement came out for the end of the year, ending December the 31st. Receipts, I told you, $3.33 trillion. Right, of course. And and here's the bad part about that number. We spent $4.5 something. They may even been $4.6 trillion. I may have even been 4.7. I'll I'll have that number next week. But, you know, remember, they don't like to do it that way. They like to go from October to September, not January to December. But from January to December 2018 versus January to December 2017, tax receipts fell. Last, well, 2017 fiscal uh, for calendar year, Tax receipts were $3.44 trillion. Obviously, right, the, the, the Trump tax cuts came into effect. And one of the things Larry Kudlow would, would you know, would come out and lie about it. Receipts go up when we cut taxes. They didn't. 
They actually fell four-tenths of a percent. Caught people off guard. That wasn't supposed to happen till this year. Uh, so uh, just another indicator. I think things are a lot worse under the covers than we thought. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that being able to work for uh, Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and this and that uh, all will help out. I hope the gig economy can pull it off. But just think about the data points I gave you yesterday. Record number of people now 90 days behind on their auto loans. Is anybody paying their student loans? <laughs> I mean, the the amount of people that aren't paying is incredible. Not to mention the ones that are paying, the vast majority of them are only paying the interest or less than interest. I don't even want to think about, could you imagine where we would be if if everybody had to actually pay their student loans? What would that number, retail number, been? There would I, I, I mean, you'd probably be married with kids and having, instead of having one person living with you, you probably need five or six other people living with you just to be able to afford it. Because all those people living with you, they got student loans debt as well. But these are the numbers. This is what I think the central bank and why they did the huge about face. Because it wasn't, I, I don't want to believe it was Wall Street falling. I mean, that was part, uh, I, let's not, that was absolutely part of it, right? They want to help their billionaire buddies. But, you know, they're so out of touch with what's really happening out there. That I don't think they realized it. Uh, then uh, we had jobless claims come out. Those were higher. And even that, you remember now, these aren't the jobless claims of 20 years ago. But even those now, we, we're seeing a very clear pattern since the beginning of the year. Jobless claims, which got down to, you know, around 200,000 every week, are now squarely above, you know, between somewhere between, say, 225 and 250. And, and really, most of it in the high 230s. That's a big jump. As I told you, a lot of the jobs now, you don't get to file unemployment anymore. Uh, so, so those were the numbers. And then the other big news, the Wall Street Journal this morning came out and it just shredded the nonsense of the trade talks with China going well. According to them, they said, hey, there's no deal. They're not even close to a deal. Matter of fact, the Wall Street Journal said that it's deadlocked. That China is willing to buy more stuff, but that's it. Then Larry Kudlow, who they brought out after the bad retail number, he said, no, 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 don't worry, it's it's fine. Right? It, it's okay. Things are going well. And, and by the way, the Dow, which is down uh, 180 points right now, was down, uh, you know, about 250, almost came all the way back, was only down after Larry Kudlow denied the Wall Street Journal report. Came back to only being down about 60 or 70, and then Bloomberg came out and said, essentially, hey, I don't know what Larry Kudlow's talking about. 
the Wall Street Journal is correct. The trade talks are going nowhere. So, again, you know, you talk about people and, and government people and Larry Cutler. Listen, they, they lie to us on a daily basis. The retail sales number, and, 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 and he said, hey, it was affected. There was glitches, and it was affected by the government shutdown. The government shutdown didn't happen yet. And a matter of fact, most people didn't think it was actually going to happen. Then he said that uh, he was hopeful now that the Fed had stepped aside, too, by the way. Yeah. 800-951-0592 is our toll-free number. Uh, gold depends on where you look. I'm going to tell you gold's down a dollar, uh, 1310 I think on Kitco, they're going to tell you gold's up like $3. Uh, yesterday, after the gold market closed, they tried to put the hatchet job on it and all that other stuff. Uh, actually, it worked out perfectly. Uh, gold went all the way back down to 1300 again this morning. Boom. Skyrockets back because, well, let's face it. They didn't fix anything. We got, we got problems now. Now, uh, with that retail sales number, with the record levels of debt, with everything except mortgages, the number of people now 90 days or more past due on auto loans hitting a new all-time record high. Starting to understand why all of a sudden Jay Powell says, hey, we're, we're, we're not raising rates. And uh, we're, we're, st- we're talking about stopping selling off of the balance sheet and, and possibly uh, buying again. And remember what I told you about the report from the advisory committee. They flat out said, we need a new domestic source to buy the debt. I think I know who that source is going to be. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be, you're going to buy the debt with a negative return rate. Yeah, that's, that's how I see it. It's the only way it makes sense. How could, you know, we can't afford the $22 trillion we got now, Right. We all know this will be this year, 2019, it'll be the highest level of debt in the history of the United States outside of a war. And, and that means, I don't forget, forget number, percentage, however you want to do it. Outside of a war, here's the problem. It may take out the war number that Obama ran. But 2020, 2021, 2022, right? We're going to have the highest debt levels ever. And I'm not counting a recession. Are you counting a recession? I, the numbers get really scary. We can't afford that. It's simple to understand. You know it. So now the advisory committee says, hey, we need a new domestic source. At the same time, the Treasury Department said, Revenues are down. Government spending isn't going lower. So, so I mean, it's really easy to see. You know, okay, we already know we got to spend more every year on Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, ability, all these things. And now revenue is falling. 
At the same time, the advisory committee says, hey, there's not enough buyers. These primary dealers are running out of room to absorb it all. Where do you think it's going to come from? My guess? It's just my guess. See, they got all those lovely 401ks and IRAs and money markets. Hey, America, we got a great deal for you. Yep. We're going to take that money, and and I'm sure they won't take it all yet. (laughs) We're just going to take a little bit of it, and and we're going to let you buy U.S. Treasury. Isn't that Out of the kindness of our hearts. And forget about rates being zero. Right? Can you imagine if we can do it at $22 trillion, What about at $44 trillion? What type of interest could we afford to pay? Right? When the deficit was a trillion dollars, yeah, okay, we'll pay six, seven, eight percent. Remember when you used to be able to go get that at a, on a CD at your bank? They're coming for it. That's why I'm telling you, I hope you have some money somewhere other than the debt markets. Talking about gold and silver, 800-951-0592. I still got some silver quarters and dimes. Uh, the dimes at sixty two fifty. The quarters are at $125. Uh, on the gold side, this, I, I've got still got a handful of slabs today. Uh, they were fourteen hundred and fifteen yesterday. Today, uh, fourteen ten because gold's down a little bit from when I was doing the show yesterday. So fourteen ten uh, on the slabs. And, and at this point, they're they're either sixty ones or sixty. I can't promise you anything other than it's going to be a slab twenty dollar gold piece. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I want to get to this though. This will tell you all you need to know about the lying. This is why, uh, I, is it revolution here? I don't know. This is why the middle class has been obliterated. A new 2019 Ford Taurus. <laughs> Ford Taurus is, you're right, let's face it, that's a run-of-the-mill car. Sticker price starting at $27,800. Now, it's a better car in a bunch of ways than the new 1996 Taurus was at the time, which its sticker price was $17,000. Quality, equipment, performance, comfort, safety. In other words, the model's gotten better. The price has surged 55%. So far, so good, as this is typical for all models that have existed this long. I'm going to tell you what the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Central Bank thinks about this when we return. So we're talking about a Ford Taurus. And how they mislead us about inflation, which they tell us doesn't exist. Right? They just told us again, 
producer prices, uh, all of those data points came out. They said, oh, yeah, there wasn't any. Right, We're below that mythical 2% creature. And according to, and this was uh, Wolf Richter, by the way, he's the one that did the research, that a essentially uh, 28,000 to, and I'm rounding here, 28,000 to 18,000 for the Taurus. Okay, That was the difference in price from 1996 to today. And this is, I guess, the stripped down model version, base price. According to the central bank, the price of a new vehicle in terms of inflation is zero. You heard it right, zero. So when they tell you there's no inflation, when you go to buy that car, Right, this is why the numbers appear the way they do. Now, obviously, they'll say, "Well, you know, the car's better. That's got to count for something." Okay, but at the end of the day, when you're talking about, "Hey, I've got to spend ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars more." My pay isn't ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars more. And they do it, here's the problem though, they do it to every item. So when you think about how they're calculating inflation at the end of the day, the math just doesn't add up. As an example, from twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, to get to zero, they actually said that a new vehicle went down. By the way, they also said a new de- vehicle prices fell from 1996 to 2008, by the way, the way they calculate inflation. They actually said new cars was was saving money in inflation, that it was actually deflationary uh, for almost, what, 12 years. Then they said, hey, it's back to being deflationary. The funny thing was, from 07 to 19, the average price of the car after all the haggling was up 6.2%. Yet they said it declined 1.2. They said in the Kelly Blue Book estimates, CPI in new vehicles has ticked up 8% according to uh, the central bank in the last 12 years, okay, because remember, they were going down from 96 to 08, then went up to uh, from 09 to 17, now back down, 8%. The average transaction price has surged 29%. At the end of the day, this is what we're dealing with. All of us know... Eventually, it becomes real. And all these adjustments that they make, that's the fake part of it all. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'll be back on Monday in Colorado, Tuesday for everybody. Everyone take care. God bless everybody. Be safe. Happy Valentine's Day. Celebrate the dead president. And we'll be back next week.